You're listening to the audio version of the TIE. Thanks for listening. The TIE is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetie.ca and become a TIE builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel at any time. Eelgrass is amazing. Here's who's saving it. By Pippa Norman, November 27, 2023. Editor's note, this article runs in a new section of the TIE called What Works, the business of a healthy bioregion, where you'll find profiles of people creating the low-carbon, sustainable economy we need from Alaska to California. Find out more about this project and its funders. When her daughters were young, Diane Samford toted them to the beach to wade alongside her in the dense eelgrass meadows growing just off the shores of where they lived in Delta, B.C. With her youngest in her arms and her eldest at her side, Sanford roamed carefully through the eelgrass at low tide. The long green blades grazed against their legs as they tried not to disturb the congregation of colorful sea slugs, translucent squid eggs, and camouflaged eelgrass isopods that flitted through the forest below. It was so lush that we would go in there at the low tides and the change of tides and walk, just to see everything that was in there, all that vibrant life, Sanford said. Beginning in 2002, Sanford has dedicated much of her life to mapping once-abundant eelgrass and its decline. In a piecemeal fashion, she surveyed roughly 80% of BC's coastline from Gibsons to Pender Harbor. Recently, she was part of a team from the conservation nonprofit Sea Change Marine Conservation Society working to protect BC's dwindling eelgrass stocks. The keys to their success include a few strategically placed buoys floating in harbors and the goodwill of many. Commonly mistaken for a seaweed, eelgrass is a flowering plant. It has roots and requires sunlight to grow, which is why it regularly appears in shallow, sheltered waters close to shore. Its roots simultaneously sequester carbon and mitigate dangerous sediment erosion, which protects the shoreline in the event of a storm. Eelgrass meadows are a small but mighty carbon sink. Despite occupying less than 1% of the sea floor, they account for up to 18% of carbon sucked up into world oceans, research in Nature Geoscience shows. Another study shows they absorb carbon about 35% faster than tropical forests. Within the Salish Sea's dense eelgrass meadows, from Campbell River, B.C., to Olympia, Washington, Almost 400 species feed or take shelter, depending on the season. Seagrasses all over the world, including eelgrass, have been reported to be declining at a rate of 7% per year since 1990, owing to factors such as coastal development and climate change. This places these meadows among the most threatened ecosystems on Earth, comparable to mangroves, coral reefs, and tropical rainforests. Sea Change is one of a handful of organizations, from California to Haida Gwaii, leading a burgeoning attempt to protect the world's ocean-based meadows. Made up of 15 staff and numerous volunteers, Sea Change is not only receding eelgrass in places like Burrard Inlet, Gibsons, and Bowen Island, but also working to keep people from damaging these important but unheralded ecosystems. Enter the buoys of Bowen Island. Seven of them, as they bob up and down off the shores of Bowen Island's Manion Bay, are taking a stand against the demise of eelgrass, and winning. 
Each buoy features an image of an anchor sitting in wavy green eelgrass, encircled and crossed out in red. Surrounding the image are the words voluntary, help protect eelgrass. The buoy's request is a well-intentioned one, void of any penalties or threats, but it's also completely optional. Other than a willingness to respect the Manion Bay buoy's pleas to leave the eelgrass alone, there's no reason for boaters not to anchor wherever they please. Over the past five years, Fiona Beattie, former regional coordinator for Sea Change, has been on the front lines of eelgrass restoration efforts in Manion Bay. She said she likes the approach of the voluntary no-anchor zone because it has a softer edge to it and inspires community leadership. When you say that it's a voluntary thing, if boaters really want to access that area, they still can, but we're asking for their agreement or their compliance, she said. Sea Change received funding from the federal government in 2017 to conduct a large nearshore restoration project in four regions of the Salish Sea. Beattie said the opportunity to install buoys to outline a voluntary no-anchor zone bubbled up from this work, with the help of separate funding from Bowen Island Municipality. After meetings with residents of the Bay and the Squamish Nation, Sea Change installed the first five buoys in spring 2021, and two more buoys were purchased later that fall to fill in a few evident gaps. These buoys outlined the first-ever voluntary no-anchor zone on the Canadian side of the Salish Sea. Some folks have a bit of animosity toward eelgrass because it's a sensitive habitat, so it can impact what you can and cannot build in the water, Beattie said. But for the most part, when people understood what we were trying to do, they loved it. Most people want a healthy ocean. Within a year, the eelgrass shoots transplanted to the newly protected area were already showing 100% growth, according to Carla Skuse, manager of environment and parks planning for Bowen Island Municipality. Barry Penn, a resident of Manion Bay, said the restorative effects of the voluntary no-anchor zone coupled with transplanted eelgrass shoots were instantaneous. The day after fresh eelgrass beds were transplanted into the area, Penn used an underwater camera to capture the transformation. Fish and crabs came marching into the eelgrass as soon as it was down, he said. It was like a home right away. Very quickly, Pin became enamored with the effects of the eelgrass. He put in place a midline float system on his own mooring buoy to help protect the seafloor habitat. Used in the installation of the Manion Bay buoys, a midline float system involves attaching a flotation device midway up a buoy's tether and the use of a rope instead of a chain as the tether. This prevents the buoy's tether from scouring the sea floor as the tide ebbs and flows, Beattie explained. After the initial buoy installation, Skew said, residents of Manion Bay, like Pin, would write to the municipality if a boat was seen ignoring the buoy's request. However, since the installation of the two additional buoys in 2022, Skew said she hasn't received any complaints or observations about boats anchoring in the no-anchor zone. West of Manion Bay, it didn't take long for the transformative effects of this new voluntary initiative to trickle into the waters lapping at Gibson's shores. A year after the installation of Manion Bay's voluntary no-anchor zone, Sanford helped coordinate the installation of a similar zone near Armour's Beach in Gibson's, where the total eelgrass bed area decreased by 35% between 2013 and 2019.
For Sanford, floating these five buoys means protecting the eelgrass conservation and restoration efforts to which she's dedicated the last couple of decades of her life. The 315-meter-long voluntary no-anchor zone is also an example to the rest of Canada of what's possible, Sanford said. Kevin O'Neill, Slaywatooth Nation elected councillor, says the abundance of species that once inhabited eelgrass beds played a key role in the lives of his people, whose traditional territory includes shores of Burrard Inlet, which serves as port for Vancouver. The inlet was our kitchen before. We've always been told and we've always shared that when the tide went out, the table was set, O'Neill said. Now, an increase in shipping and anchorages over eelgrass meadows in Burrard Inlet and along the coast serve as a death sentence. Not only do the boats cast shadows over them, depriving them of essential nutrients, but anchors also leave circular scars in meadows, slowly ripping up tufts of grass with their chains as they drift. A map created by the Tsleil-Waututh Nation shows 33 commercial or industrial anchorages, 550 private recreational docks and 41 recreational boating uses have appeared in Burrard Inlet since colonial development of the area began. So, in 2022, the tsleil Nation partnered with Sea Change to transplant more than 2,000 eelgrass shoots along the shores of the inlet, in an attempt to regrow what has been lost. In the United States, some no-anchor zones, like the seagrass protection zones in Tamales Bay, California, are legally enforced rather than voluntary. Canada is playing catch-up in another sense. The federal government has no standardized scientific monitoring program for assessing eelgrass sites. It's begun creating a cohesive map of the country's eelgrass beds, following the launch of its formal National Eelgrass Task Force in 2020, and key data is still being accumulated. Protecting eelgrass, at the federal or local level, starts with knowing where it lives. Then the green forest of fronds can be helped to flourish. Restoration is always Plan B. Plan A is conservation, Beattie said. We want to protect the habitat that exists rather than trying to replant and mitigate damage that's already happened. For more than a century, colonial development has starved, shredded and scoured much of the eelgrass meadows along the coast of BC. For O'Neill, protecting the eelgrass means making space for community, healing from all effects of colonialization. You can't really be yourself if you can't properly heal, O'Neill said. To me, the eelgrass is this one step forward into this big healing project for not just Slaywatooth, but for the inlet, which is who we are. We are the people of the inlet. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Thai builders who made this story possible.